So stay where you are and take a deep breath in. Exhale out. And imagine any tension in your face like little screws unwinding themselves along the forehead, the sides of the eyes, the nose, the mouth, even back along the ears. And just notice how as you're doing that, you begin to drop more into your body. Notice how you don't feel so tense in the body when you mentally relax yourself, mentally take those steps to physically relax the body. Notice how, in other words, your consciousness is doing that. The body's not doing that. And you can tell that that's the truth because your body didn't drag you here today. You brought your body here today. So we're becoming very conscious of what's running the body so that we can also become conscious as we're moving throughout the practice of what is preventing us from moving forward or rather from being present with where we're at because it's actually the desire to be somewhere other than where we're at that kicks us out of the moment, that disallows us to be present. And of course, that's the part of ourselves that's tense. That's the part of ourselves that's crinkling up. That's the part of ourselves that's not breathing, partaking with the breath, but rather allowing the body to breathe it so that it can go on autopilot to whatever negatively charged beliefs happen to be running at the time. Take another deep breath in and exhale out. Your body just took a breath, but you, again, we're with that breath on a coherent level. We're gonna use the breath as we're moving throughout the practice, sort of like a metronome in and out of the poses. And when while we're in the poses to help us drop in, that's the goal today is to look for ways in to the experience so that we don't keep trying to get out of the experience, jump over it, get through it. We're gonna start the practice with three ohms. Inhale. Start to reach your arms up overhead. If you're lying down, hug your knees into your chest.
And then go ahead and roll over onto your side. Doesn't matter which side. And then when you come up onto all fours, instead of facing me, turn around and face the back of the room. Spread your fingers out, maybe taking your hands to the outer edges of the mat. Look back between your legs, lift the knees up, downward facing dog. And as you're looking back between your legs, start to imagine the hips being pulled to the back of the room and up to take pressure off of the wrists, elbows and shoulder joints, not only to take pressure off of them, but to strengthen them. So the longer we become, right, the, the less, in other words, we're pushing forward, the less compressive the wrists are, the more that we pull back, the more strength we're actually building in the joints, we're creating more circulation and energy flow there. So let's continue to look at the toes, bringing the chin slightly towards the throat as we shift onto the balls of the feet and then steamroll forward into plank like that. So don't lift your chin as you're shifting into plank. Once you hit plank, look down at your hands, exhale, lower chaturanga. Inhale, upward facing dog. And then your belly button draws back to the spine and the spine starts to pull you up and back, downward facing dog. Right, that's the transverse abdominal cinching around the side waist, like an elastic back to the spine. So again, keep looking at your toes. Steamroll forward into plank position. Exhale, lower chaturanga. Inhale, upward facing dog. And then exhale, downward facing dog. Take your feet together, inhale, reach your right leg back and up. Shift high on the ball of your left foot and then round your back out to bring your right foot forward between the hands. Drop your left knee down onto the mat, but keep the left toes tucked under. And then either place your hands on your thigh or reach them up to the ceiling. So we want the lower half dropping to the mat. There's this letting go on the lower half. And then on the upper half, we're lifting towards the ceiling, but we're doing it effortlessly. The shoulders aren't pulling up with the arms. The shoulders are relaxed. And as we have these two halves pressing in opposition to one another, we're creating length and strength throughout the entire body. And then go ahead and bring your hands down and step back to downward facing dog. Reach your left leg up to the ceiling. Shift high on the ball of the right foot. Round your back out, bring your foot between the hands. Same thing, drop your back knee down, hands to the thigh or reach them up. You can feel right away, you know, when we do go to reach the arms up, when the shoulders pull up, notice how you don't have as much access to the lungs. Whereas when you relax the shoulders, it opens the heart. It frees the tension up around the heart, and then we flood the lungs. Now we're in sync with the breath. Now we're no longer just trying to get through the pose, jump over it. Instead, we're connecting with the pose. And then go ahead and bring your hands down, and then press back downward facing dog. 
And those of you that are able to see me between the legs, just so that you can see me from a side perspective of what I mean when I say steamroll into plank, see how when I shift onto the toes, the chin stays towards the throat. I'm slightly rounding the back of the neck, the upper back and mid back out as I come forward into plank position. And then when I hit plank, I'm going to look down at the hands, then lower chaturanga. Inhale, upward facing dog. And then back into downward facing dog. Yeah. And then go ahead and walk your hands to the back of the mat. Go all the way to your feet. And when you get there, bend your legs for chair pose. Reach your arms up effortlessly overhead and pause. Feel your sitting bones reaching back at the same time that the knees are pressing in opposition. Feel the heart lift as the shoulders slide back. And then exhale, fold over your thighs. Some of you will keep your legs bent. And then walk your hands back to the top of the mat, cycling through Chaturanga, and we'll meet in Downward Facing Dog. following the rhythm of your breath. That means you're moving at your own pace. So let's shift onto the toes and come into a crouching downward facing dog. So we're bending the legs, the bum goes back, belly towards the thighs. And we wanna actively step the feet forward between the hands. So one foot at a time, we're hugging the knee towards the nose to step the foot between the hands and then the other one follows behind it. Inhale, lengthen, exhale, fold. Bend your legs, chair pose, reach the arms up overhead. Take your palms together and then twist your right elbow across your left thigh. So your left palm stacking on top of the right. And as you're twisting to the left and you're rolling the left shoulder open, stay like that, but then pull your right side waist in a little bit so the right side of your low back inflates up in line with the left. Now we're twisting from the thoracic rather than the low back area. Three, two, and then let's fold forward over the thighs. Inhale, lengthen out through the spine, Ardha Uttanasana. Plant your hands, step back into downward facing dog, take your feet together. Go ahead and reach your right leg up to the ceiling. This time, bend your knee and roll your thigh open, but watch my right shoulder. Don't let it roll open. So press the right knee to the right and then up and back. Pull your left side waist in to ensure that right shoulder doesn't roll open. And then hug your right knee to your nose. Step your foot between the hands. Inhale, reach your arms up overhead. Take your palms together and twist your left elbow across your right thigh, Parvrita Parashvokanasana. So it's the same thing that we were doing in chair pose. Notice how as you're twisting to the right, the left hip's dropping. So keep twisting to the right, but cinch the left side waist in. And as you do that, push back a little bit more through the left big toe mound, because what you're doing with the transverse plus that back foot is impacting and determining the well-being and support of the joints. 
Now, can you stay like that in the twist and step your left foot up next to the right so that you're in chair pose in the twist now? And then readjust. So keep rolling that right shoulder open, but once again, pull the left side waist in. Slide the shoulders back so that the heart feels like it's physically moving forward when actually it's more energetic. When the shoulders relax, the chest muscles just lightly pull apart from one another. There's more fullness there, more room to breathe. And then exhale, fold over your thighs. Inhale, lengthen, Ardha Uttanasana. Plant your hands, step back, downward facing dog. Feet together. Inhale, reach your left leg up, bend your knee, roll your thigh open. So remember, pull your right side waist in so the left shoulder doesn't roll open. And then go ahead and step your foot between the hands. And then inhale, pull up high lunge position. Take your palms together. Twist your right elbow across your left thigh. You know, let the right hip follow you a bit if that's what's going to happen, just to get that elbow over the thigh. But once the elbow's resting on the top of that thigh or whether you're in the bind, that's when we start to breathe into the right side of the low back. We're main maintaining that integrity through the right ankle to keep it proportionately pressing back by pushing a little more through the right big toe mound because in this position it has a tendency to be off and sickle. Right. Stay loose with the shoulders so that you stay open to relaxing into your body. Otherwise, again, the breath moves to the upper diaphragm and we just want to eject out of the body. And then go ahead and bring your hands down onto the mat. Step back, downward facing dog. So continue to look at your toes. Steamroll forward into plank position and then exhale lower chaturanga. Inhale, upward facing dog. And then exhale, downward facing dog. Once again, we come into a crouching downward dog. So bend your legs, bum back. With the opposite foot first this time, spring your way up to your hands. Inhale, lengthen when you get there, Ardha Uttanasana. Exhale, go ahead and fold. Bend your legs, chair pose. Reach your arms up overhead. Three, two, one, fold forward. Step your left foot back into a lunge position. Start to turn to the left side edge of your mat. Bring your hands to the hips. And then without lifting the chin, in fact, bring the chin in a little bit. Roll your way up to standing in this wide-legged version. And then turn your left toes forward. Step up to the top of the mat. Inhale, reach your arms up overhead. And then exhale, go ahead and fold forward. Inhale, lengthen out through the spine. Plant your hands, step back, downward facing dog. Take your feet together, inhale, reach your right leg up, bend your knee, roll your thigh open and pull your left side waist in. Because again, we don't want that shoulder rolling open. Now shift onto the ball of the left foot and then come into plank position like that. From plank position, drop your right foot back behind you, rock star pose. 
reaching the right arm overhead. So your chest is rolling open to the side wall only. We don't want it to roll all the way open to the ceiling because then we dump all the weight into the left rotator cuff of that shoulder, right? And throw the back out. So the chest reaches to the side wall only. And as we reach through the right arm, we're drawing the belly button in so that we're hugging the inner and outer edge of that left arm in to support the joints. Go back in a downward dog, re-lift your right leg back up. And imagine like your foot's getting pulled up to the ceiling so that the pressure's coming off of the wrist. And then round your back out and once again, bring your foot between the hands, leaving the back knee lifted. Inhale, reach your arms up overhead. And go ahead and bring your hands down, step back, downward facing dog. Left leg goes up, bend your knee, roll your thigh open. Shift high on the ball of your right foot. Come forward into plank position. Drop your left foot back behind your right, rock star pose. Now the left arm's reaching overhead. Feel when the left hip rolls way open, how that just dumps weight into the right shoulder. Cinch your belly button in. It's not a big aggressive move. It's a light one. Feel the tailbone reaching back towards your right heel as the chest is reaching forward and how that centers the arm. Go back in a downward dog. Reach your left leg back up to the ceiling. Big inhale. And then step your left foot forward between the hands. Inhale, pull up, high lunge position, three. Good, two. One, bring your hands down, go right back to downward facing dog. All right, continue to look at your toes, roll forward into plank position. Exhale, lower chaturanga. Inhale, upward dog. A lot of awareness in the big toes. Don't let the ankles flop out to the sides as you pull back to downward facing dog. Because remember what's happening with the core and the feet, right, work together. Go ahead and walk your hands to the back of the mat. When you get there, bend your legs for chair pose. Reach the arms up overhead. And then keep your arms up there, but straighten your legs. You're coming all the way up to standing. Wiggle your feet together. And then step your right foot up the mat and move into your version of airplane. So the hands don't have to go forward. They could go down along your sides or back. Or maybe your hands are at your heart for some of you. Right. Tilt your chin in, but only to the point where the back of the neck is free from tension. So you don't want to tuck the chin. And then pull up for tree pose. So grab a hold of your left foot, place it anywhere on the inner column of the leg. And when we're not pushing down through the right foot and ramming the left foot into the inner thigh, we can put that left foot even next to the inner knee. So if we sit up really tall, lift the heart, feel how the right leg just lengthened out. Now the inner and outer edges of that right thigh are stable and sturdy and the joints are being supported. That's why the foot can be there. And as we the, imagine the left knee is getting pulled to the left side of the mat, the same thing's happening with the left thigh. 
So now there's this hugging in towards one another of the foot and the thigh, but no pushing and compression. All right, continue to lift the heart and feel how the inner edge of your right knee becomes stronger, more supported. There's more muscular pump happening through the calf muscle. There's more circulation generating through the leg. And then go ahead and step your left foot up the mat and we'll move into airplane pose. Lift the right leg up. Look at your right toes as that leg is lifting. Can you keep the toes pointing down? Because you'll notice as you're teeter-tottering forward, the toes want to turn out to the window because it's easier. So steer the toes down and pull your left side waist in so that when you pull the left side waist in, it's going to hug the transverse and it's going to suck the inner and outer left thigh in towards the joints. And you're going to get this crazy intense stretch into the left glute, which is what we're trying to avoid when the toes turn out. Okay, inhale, pull up and then grab a hold of your foot for tree. So again, the right knee is being pulled to the right side of the mat as we're lifting up and through the heart. Shoulders are relaxed. So again, it becomes this effortless reach. It's like a tree. They don't really look like they're trying hard to get to the sun. It's just they just look effortless, peaceful, at ease with their reach. And that's what we're mimicking here. And let's go ahead and steer the right knee forward and then teeter-totter into the standing scissors. So the right leg goes up and back. The hands come down to the mat. Some of you will take your left hand back behind your ankle. Instead of lifting the chin, because that'll just make your face get stressed out, tilt your chin in a little bit, slide the shoulders back. Three, two, step your right foot back into a lunge. Keep your hands on the mat. Side plank. Leave your right hand down, stack your left foot on top of the right, and then reach your left arm overhead. Now notice how much easier it is to let the left hip roll open and dump the weight into the right rotator cuff and screw the right wrist up in the, in the meantime. Pull your right side waist in so the left hip has to stack over top of the right. It's harder, but it's going to support the joints more. It's going to give you better back strength. And then press back into downward facing dog. And inhale, reach your right leg up to the ceiling. And exhale, bring your right foot forward between the hands. Inhale, pull up high lunge position. We're going to twist again, Parvrita Parshvokanasana. So your palms come together, the left elbow twists across the right thigh. We're going to pull the left side waist in slide the outer left hip back in doing so while pushing back a little more through the left big toe mound. Now free the shoulders up and feel how there's more energy flowing from your head down through the body and then back up again. And then bring your hands down for the standing splits. Take your right hand back behind your ankle, lift your left leg up. Three, 
to step your left foot back, side plank. Stack your right foot on top of your left foot. Now it's your right hand going up and overhead. So again, just pay attention to that right hip. Feel how it's flopping open. Suck your left side waist in. So the right hip stacks. Now the right hip presses up. Find a position to look that feels supportive for your neck. Otherwise, the whole pose will feel that much more stressed out, which will just push the eject button of you wanting to get out of where you're at. And then press back into downward facing dog. Walk your hands to the back of the mat. Go all the way to your feet. Bend your legs for chair pose. Inhale, reach the arms up overhead. Take your palms together. Twist your right elbow across your left thigh. Some of you might have a block or use a block between the legs in chair pose. Either way, we're breathing a little more into the right side of the low back so it's not following us over to the left. Three, two, fold forward over your thighs. And walk your hands to the top of the mat, back into plank position. Exhale, lower chaturanga. Inhale, upward facing dog. And then back into downward facing dog. Let's come into a crouching downward dog. So shift onto the balls of the feet, bend your legs, bum back. And then spring up to the top of the mat from there. Inhale, lengthen, Ardha Uttanasana. Exhale, fold. Bend your legs for chair pose. Reach the arms up overhead. Take your palms together. This time, twist your left elbow across your right thigh. Right, subtle little movements. Knitting the left side waist and loosen the shoulders. Untangle the knots around your face. Now, can you hold the bend in the legs, take the right elbow, twist across the left thigh. And as you do that, go ahead and step your right foot back into a lunge position like that. That's it. Some of us might need to readjust, meaning just simply relax the neck and shoulders again. Yeah, loose through the shoulders. And then go ahead and bring your hands down to the inside edge of your left foot. Turn in to face the long edge of the mat. Interlace your hands at your low back. Squeeze your palms together and then let your arms drop overhead for Prasarita Padatanasana C. But remember, pay attention to what's working for you. If this pose or any pose doesn't line up with you, choose a pose that does. So that you're not trying to get through the pose. Because when you're just trying to get through the pose, you can't be present. And a lot of us think that we're coming to yoga and that makes us present. Well, that's not the case at all. You can have a lack of presence everywhere and anywhere you go. So can you be in the pose without argument? That's the question. That's what I was saying, like relax your face, neck and shoulders. Look for ways to drop into the pose or you're going to be constantly waiting to get it over with. And there's no presence in that thus there's no healing in that so you can look physically flexible and strong 
but nothing changes on an emotional level. And the emotional level is what is ultimately determining the fate of the body. Okay, bring your hands down onto the mat. Pivot to face the back of the room for half moon pose. Walk your hands ahead of your right foot. Lift your left leg up. Roll your left thigh open and maybe take the left hand to the hip or the ceiling. But anything goes. Now, if your chin's lifting, the eyes are going to be buggy. So you might need to look down, maybe even drop the chin in a little bit. Loosen the shoulders back. Eyes relax. Now pull your right side waist in so that the inner and outer edges of the right thigh pull in towards the joints and the joints are being strengthened and supported. And then bring your left hand down and pull up for tree pose again. Come all the way up and take the left foot to the right inner thigh. Right, we're growing into the pose again. So we're standing tall, the heart's lifting, shoulders are dropping. Those of you that come to my classes often know that I change up the sequencing side to side on purpose to stimulate the brain to veer it off course so that it has to create a new neural pathway rather than grooving out the same ones all the time. So not only that, but it helps to reflect back to us how when we think that we need to control something or control an outcome, how powerful or how powerless we become, how much we suffer when we do that. So we might do tree pose three times on one side and never on the other and just see what that does. Right? This is your opportunity to move through emotional limitations and roadblocks so that when you get off of your mat, you don't feel so much of a struggle in your everyday life. Step back into a lunge position, inhale, reach your arms up overhead. And open up into warrior two position, move into reverse warrior. So hold the bend in your right leg, reach your right arm up and overhead. So you're fanning out the right rib cage. And instead of pressing the right knee forward, imagine the right sitting bone going down in an elevator. And as the right sitting bone is going down in the elevator, the right pec muscle is moving up in the elevator. So you're creating all this spaciousness, not just into the right lung, and the muscles around it, but into the liver, into the gallbladder, into the right kidney. And then place your right forearm on your thigh, Uttita Parashvokanasana, or drop your hand to the mat and then go ahead and extend and reach your left arm overhead. So here we are looking for ways in. Can you pull your right side waist in? So you can feel how the flesh of the right sitting bone just pulled in. Now it's the, the hip is in line with the knee. Now the joints are being supported. That right hip is going down in that elevator. And while you're pulling your right side waist in, the left side waist is floating up and away from it. Bring both of your hands down on either side of your right foot. Walk your hands forward, lift your left leg up. 
This time, keep your left hand down on the mat. We're going to do the reverse of half moon. So left hand down, your right hand's moving to the hip or to the ceiling. Some of you are going to look back between your legs at your left foot so you can pull your left toes in towards your shin. Make sure that they're pointing straight down and then bring up dog into the chest without lifting the chin, soften the eyes. And then go ahead, bring your right hand down, step your left foot back, turn both of your feet in to face the long edge of the mat. Take the hands to the hips without lifting the chin, roll your way up to standing. And then turn to face the front of the room and move into tree pose. Stand on your left foot, grab your right foot. And for some of you, tree pose is going to feel like a little bit of a break, a bit of a breather as we're coming into it. Just like for some of you, it's a breeze and half moon pose. But what I want you to become cognizant of is how we're always pasting images over top of reality, people, places, and situations every day, no matter where we go, that give us a sense of feeling. So in other words, can you paste how you think you'd feel in a seated position right now over top of this one so that your body produces a chemical reaction called a feeling for you to have? So that all of a sudden you're landing by way of imagination, which is why Einstein said that imagination is more important than knowledge, what you think becomes. Okay, we're going to teeter-totter forward, bring the hands down onto the mat. Parvrita Ardha Chandrasana. So the reverse of half moon, your right hand stays down as the right leg lifts, and then the left hand might move to the hip. It might move up to the ceiling, but are you cranking your neck to the left just to see where the left hand's going? If you are, look down and tilt the chin in a little bit and keep the chin slightly in while you free up the tension in the shoulders. So there, there's this sense of up dog through the chest and pull in the belly button, pull it in, relax the eyes. Now let's go into half moon pose. Bring your left hand down, roll your right thigh open to the window. Pull the left side waist back in again so you feel the right side waist climbing. Notice the mind as it's trying to organize. Yeah. Three. Two, bring your right hand down. Go ahead, step your right foot back into a lunge. Turn both of your feet to the window. Place your palms down flat on the mat, Prasarita Padatanasana A. So you might inhale into the chest first, and then exhale, hinge, looking back between the legs. Now, some of you might walk your hands in a little bit, where others might walk their hands out ahead of them. But rather, instead of leaning forward, stay rooted equally from the heel to the ball of the foot. All you're doing is pulling the low rib cage off of the pelvis. So there's a little bit of upward dog that comes into the chest to make that happen. Feel how when the chest comes into up dog, all of a sudden the skin from the pubic bone to the belly button stretches out. Now your butt's angled up higher and you're not leaning forward at all and that activates the muscles in the backs of the legs more. 
And when we stay rooted equally from the front of the foot to the back of the foot, and we do it this way, we help to align that engagement of Panabandha that the transverse is bringing on. The two complement one another. They hug in and to support one another. And then take the hands to the hips without lifting the chin. Roll your way up to standing. And then go ahead and turn your left toes forward. Reverse warrior. Bend your left leg. Reach your left arm up and overhead. So now we can actually see the knee in the mirror. Make sure it's not dipping in. See how that, that would put pressure on the knee. So the knee goes forward, right? Not forward, but when you drop the left hip down and just make sure the knee's going straight ahead, then the joints are supported. Right? Continue to lift the left pec muscle up in opposition to it while lightly pulling the belly button cord back to cinch the side waist and to support the low back from there. And then place your left forearm on your thigh, Uttita Parashvokanasana, or whatever other variation you might be working into. Now, what's happening to the left and the right shoulder? Can you slide them back a little bit more? Do you notice how you started breathing better when you did that? Feel how when the abdominals are out, when you're not drawing the low belly in, how the left sitting bone swings out. So zipper the low belly in. Now relax your face again because it's going to get tense. We make these little adjustments and the body starts to become tense in different areas. Bring both of your hands down on either side of your left foot. Pick up your left foot, drop it back behind your right foot for rock star pose. Reach your left arm overhead. Press down through your right pinky toe and pull up through your right side waist and feel how that naturally presses the left side waist up and how it pulls you away from your right wrist, therefore strengthening the right wrist. More circulations coming in. And then go back in the downward facing dog and walk your hands to the back of the mat. And then when you get to the back of the mat, bend your legs, inhale, reach your arms up overhead, chair pose. Good. Keep your arms up there, but straighten your legs and then wiggle your feet together. And now take your hands to your hips. And then go ahead and step your left foot up the mat. Keep your left hand on the hip. We're moving into dancer's pose. So take your right hand back behind you, grab the inside edge of your foot. And then as you start to hinge forward, notice the right shoulder. Is it rolling open? If it is, I want you to drive the shoulder forward. Pull your left side waist in so that the inner and outer thigh of the left leg pull into the joints. And you're going to feel that activation big time in the core of your left glute when you do that. It's way more challenging and yet far more supporting for the joints when we do it this way. We don't create these wobbles and imbalances on one side of the joint versus the other. Floppy joints, right? We want strong joints. Okay, now let's pull up and switch sides. So step your right foot up the mat, right hand on the hip, reach back with your left hand. So you look at my left shoulder rolling open. So left shoulder comes forward, right side waist starts to pull in. 
And then from there, as you hinge, that left hip's not rolling open, chest is coming forward. There's the pose. It's not this rolling open again. That don't, we, we do that a lot in yoga. We throw in these exaggerated moves, thinking they're bringing in more flexibility when they're just screwing up our joints more, putting more pressure on the back. Three, two, and then pull up. So your left foot's next to your right at the top of the mat. Inhale, reach your arms up overhead. And exhale, fold forward. Lift your left leg up for half moon pose. Roll your left thigh open. Take the left hand to the hip or the ceiling. Or this time, some of you might bend your left leg and with your left hand, reach back and grab your foot. Now notice as you're doing that, how much the chin lifts. So as soon as you get the foot, bring the chin back in just a little. Slide the shoulders back. Now pull the right side of your belly button in. And then pull the low belly in, so pubic bone to belly button. Now loosen the shoulders. Now bring your left hand down onto the mat. Step your left foot back into a lunge. Pick up your right foot, drop it back behind your left foot. Roll your chest open, rock star pose. Now we're pushing the left pinky toe down, cinching the left side waist in. And then we press back downward facing dog. Keep looking at your toes in downward dog and then roll forward into plank position. Exhale, Chaturanga Dandasana. Let's move into pigeon. Step your right foot forward, drop your left knee down. Heel toe your right foot over to the left hand side edge of your mat. Now, before you come down, push into your hands and tuck under your back toes, your left toes, and lift your knee up just so that you can look back at your left foot. Now, push through the left big toe more so the ankle's not sickling. Make sure that heel's right over the ball of the foot. And then lower the knee back down while still pushing through the left big toe. Feel the difference in the right hip. And then maybe drop down to the forearms. That's why a lot of us will need to put a block under the right sitting bone. So what that left big toe is doing, what that left foot is doing is having an impact on the right hip. It's pulling the flesh of the outer right hip up and back. And as that's happening, it could be creating more depth of stretch or what some might feel is tension. So rather than that, sucking the shoulders up to the ears and cutting ourselves off from the body, let's relax the shoulders, breathe back into the body so that circulation and flow is moving back down to the hips. A circulation and flow that we can't really see, but then it's in its essence is repairing, creating vitality, longevity, on an emotional level. And when we start to change things on that mental plane, the body will follow the lead of that. And we wanna keep doing that more and more so that we're not so controlled by beliefs 
that are running us on autopilot, keeping us semi-asleep for most of the day. And we're getting on our mats today to spotlight those things out so that they have less power over us. Therefore, we're more able to make better decisions in our lives. We have more clarity, more room to think. We don't feel so cramped up inside of ourselves. And then we're going to go back in a downward facing dog and we're going to relift the right leg back up towards the ceiling. And as that right leg's going up to the ceiling, imagine that it's getting pulled up there and shift high onto the ball of the right foot. And then bring your right foot forward between the hands and pull up into a high lunge position. And let's open up into triangle pose. So drop your left heel down. Straighten out your right leg and slide your right hand down the thigh or the shin. Left hand goes up. Some of you are going to look up if it feels supportive for the neck. Others are going to look down. Now keep your glutes relaxed so that you don't jam up the back, but pull the belly button lightly in. And then micro bend your right leg to pull yourself up. Turn your right toes in. Turn your left toes to the back. Step your right foot next to your left at the back of the mat. Inhale, reach your arms up overhead. Exhale, fold forward over your thighs. And inhale, lengthen. Step back, downward facing dog. Inhale, reach your left leg up. And then go ahead and step your left foot forward between the hands. Drop the right knee down, pigeon. Wiggle your left foot all the way over to the right side edge of the mat. And again, when we don't know exactly where we're going, notice how you have to pay attention more. Like you have to keep not, not both inner and outer faculties open. You have to be very aware of what's coming next. And that's you being conscious. When we just think what's, we don't, we already think, okay, we know what's coming next. See, that's called autopilot, right? That's something that we're semi-unconscious to because we don't really have to think about it. It's more of a reflex action. But what that does is it supports other programs that are like it, that are running on autopilot that are familiar to us and therefore oftentimes not supportive to us. So when we start doing things more consciously or what some would call more mindfully, we start to alter the course from unconscious, semi-unconscious to conscious. Therefore the body starts to light up literally from a mitochondrial perspective and we increase our vitality and longevity we're turning on the repair mode parasympathetic in our bodies 
when we're running on hypnotized programs, we run on the sympathetic nervous system, fight or flight mode. That's why it's exhausting to feel the way we feel sometimes. I don't know why I said that. I normally would never react that way. I don't know why I can't stop eating these foods or drinking every night. That's autopilot. And then let's go back in a downward facing dog. We'll do the exact same thing we did on the other side. We'll reach the left leg up to the ceiling. And as we stretch that left leg up, it's a nice release in the hip anyways. We're gonna shift high on the ball of the right foot. And then bring your left foot forward and pull up into a high lunge position, setting up for triangle pose. So as you come up, open up to the side wall, drop the right heel down, straighten your left leg out, and then slide the left hand down the thigh or the shin. And as you're reaching your right arm up, press your right forearm back slightly to open the chest more. And if that bothers your neck in any way, look down or maybe even tilt the chin in. Loosen the shoulders more. Set the heart free. Relax your glutes. Just pull the belly button lightly in. Micro bend the left leg. Let's pull all the way up. Hands to the hips. Turn your left toes in. And then turn to face the front of the room. Step up to the top of the mat. Inhale. Reach your arms up overhead. Exhale. Fold forward over your thighs. Bend your legs so deeply that you drop your bum down onto the mat. Take the soles of your feet together for Baddha Your feet could be in really tight towards the pelvis. Or they could be way out there creating a bigger diamond shape between the legs. And then you can sit up tall, stay there. Or you can start to fold forward over the legs. Instead of dropping the chin down fully, hug the chin slightly towards the throat so the neck is long. You're more so reaching out from the occipital ridge. So the crown of the head is pushing forward. And then feel how the shoulders start to slide back and how the tailbone and the crown of the head are now pressing in opposition to one another. So you're creating this deeper opening in the glutes by the head of the spine and the bottom of the spine moving away from one another. And then you can stay there as long as you'd like. When you're ready, you're going to lie down onto your back. And some of you are going to go into little bridge pose. And some of you are going to go into full wheel to close your practice down. If neither of those appeal to you, maybe go into happy baby. Okay, so let's go ahead. Choose the position you want to go into and move into it from there. The right pose for you is the one that allows you to connect with where your body is at, which is always in reality. And that's the one, of course, that's not struggling to get through something. That's the one where there's no pain involved. Okay, and then make your way down.
And then last one, let's go ahead, press back up. Those of you to full wheel. And then when you come down, let's move into Shavasana. Inhale and exhale. Hug your knees to your chest. Roll to your side. Rest there for a moment, silently repeating the words thank you or the word thank you to yourself. Not too often that we thank ourselves for doing something healthy and supportive for ourselves. Usually we think that only constitutes when it comes to thanking somebody else for something they've done for us. We want to thank ourselves more. It helps us to want to be kinder to ourselves and more supportive to ourselves, which is what this journey is all about, learning how to be kind to ourselves. Because if you think about it, what do many of us do most of the day? We beat ourselves up about how we didn't do something right or we could have done it better. or We wish we didn't say something. We wish we could take it back. We wish we could rewind time. We wish we could have this and we don't. And all we do is dig ourselves up with the tulips, with those conversations. We're here to evolve. That means kindness, self, kindness. Let's come on up to a seated position. 
Let's place one of our hands on the God brain or what I refer to as the God brain. So one hand on the low belly, one hand on the chest. We're going to ohm like this. Inhale. Leave your hand on your heart. Place your other hand now on your forehead instead. Inhale. Take your palms together into prayer position as a coming together within yourself, a union within self, that when we are authentically in, we no longer blame, we are no longer at war with those around us, we no longer see war in the sense where it takes us down and buries us. Big inhale. Thanks, you guys. Have a great day. Thank you. Thanks.